The Security Box, Podcast 77, for January 13th, 2022. Google, why is this bug not a critical bug? the security box program number 75 we did have one person in our audience and several people did show up and one in our audience did choose to participate the Ars Technica article we are taking for today's program Google fixes Nightmare Android bug that stopped users from calling 911. They say it's critical, not I do. I think I have more questions than answers, but a big time problem, whether it's security wise or otherwise. The podcasted edition also has a few tunes at the end. And feel free to check out the blog as we're starting the blog again. The URL is jaredtech.help. I hope that you will enjoy the program as much as I have. The program was broadcasted this week on January 13th, 2021. Thank you so much for listening. Make it a great day. Customers. Welcome to Jared's shop. May I take your order for a username and password? The sign says Jared's shop. It said nothing about usernames and passwords. Yes, sir. Usernames, passwords, credit card information, all sorts of breach data. You name it, you've got it here at Jared's shop. Well, that sounds lovely, but I really only wanted to pick up a USB drive. Well, sorry, sir, but the USB drives come with all sorts of data, all for sale right here, right now. 
at the asking price of at least $100. Well, USB drives start at least at 10 bucks. I need a USB drive so that I can store some data on it of my own, such as audio book audio, files audio, from audio, the, library, the library, maybe some, maybe some backups, backups of some backups, other, stuff. other stuff. And if need be, I'd like to be able to send some stuff to some people and they only have the capacity of receiving them through flash drives. So I need blank ones. Well, sorry, sir, but we don't have any blank flash drives here. If we did, whatever you wanted from usernames, passwords, and more can be put on these drives, but at a premium cost. Sorry, sir, I'm not interested in that. I'll just have to find another shop. Welcome to the security box. The security box with Jerry Ninety-eight point six, the mix. KKMX's independent artist channel. I'm Jared Reimer. Welcome to the program. And uh, as I was saying on the replay version for Clubhouse, we have definitely got a very interesting article today. And I will get Clubhouse on air so that they can participate with us. I don't see anybody else new, so we're going to toggle our audio settings and get Clubhouse on and get them introduced in just a moment. There we go. And Clubhouse is or should now be on the air on today's program. Would anybody like to introduce themselves before we get started with uh, our notes? Hi, I'm Michelle. Nice for you to join us. Hopefully uh, you'll find today's topic of interest. Uh, you can sit back. You can uh, hang out. And uh, 
You know, we were asked uh, just before we went to the podcast itself, you know, where do we get these articles? Well, the Security Box email list was actually where I got this one. Uh, one of my subscribers uh, sent it over, and it is absolutely awful. Uh, I-, I thought it was like one of the worst articles I've ever read because you want to fix things as quickly as possible. And when and what you're going to find out is it was kind of a two-company problem, and one of them actually fixed it on their end, and the other sort of was like, okay, we'll fix it. And yes, they did put it out in their January patches, but yet, how many people are actually going to get patched because we all know that Google does push out their patches but a lot of phones don't get updated so that is where this is interesting the article title for those who are not on Clubhouse, and yes, I didn't. And I found out that I didn't even get a text version of my show notes done, so I'll do that later. The article is titled "Google Fixes Nightmare Android Bug That Stopped User from Calling 911." <clears throat> the author is Ron Amadio, who actually did a great job with this one. A lot of guesses were made, but I could assume that he would have some good points. And of course, the publication is Ars Technica, which I don't follow just because there's so much they publish there, and I've got to keep myself on the security landscape because of what I do. So, um,. The date that it was sent to our list over at the security box is uh, January 8th. So, I wrote that I can't believe what I read on January 10th, 2022. And today is January 13th as we record the podcast. I was actually supposed to be in a meeting yesterday and it got canceled. And I thought, you know what, I'll do other things. And so it actually worked out well that uh, today is the day of the show. Now, next week, I'm actually going to start the show a little later because we are going to be in a webinar, which I'll talk about in a little bit, uh, that I actually posted to our blog at jaredtech.help. And it is going to be a very interesting webinar, but I'll talk about that in a little bit. So, anyone who doesn't have 911 access should be aware of this article because it is a nasty bug with Android and Microsoft Teams. And we quote quite a number of um, paragraphs in here to help us with the discussion. 
And, uh, of course, if you have your comments along the way, you, you can stop me along the way. And, uh, you know, we can, we can have a nice discussion. So, well, Microsoft Teams fixed their app, which was a bug in itself. Android did not even give a patch to the operating system until article publication. So as the article was going to pub, uh, to, to, to the public, they had released the Android patches for the month, which included this one. And the article talks about someone who used a Pixel 3 to dial 911 at their home. After the emergency was over, they tried to call 911 again. And the paragraph which starts all of this off and that talks about this says, quote, After the crisis was over, the user gave calling 911 from their smartphone another shot. And Android crashed again indicating it wasn't a one-off bug. A check of their phone bill also revealed that Kitchen Picture 5849 never actually connected to 911. Now my question, since I'm not a an Android user is what is kitchen picture 5849 is this like a dialer or something I, I, I've never heard of this so if anybody knows whether they're listening to the stream or they're on Clubhouse they can let me know email iMessage J-A-R-E-D R-I-M-E-R at 986themix.com text or WhatsApp 804 975 and uh, when I get to a stopping point I'll check my email and, and see if anybody's responding give people a chance to to do that but I, I, I it's like okay iOS just places the call we we aren't aware of any type of things like this that do this in in iOS um, but this gets even better right? They say they also got a few other DMs from users reporting that they were experiencing the same bug. So that ends the quote. And after Google contacted the customer who posted to Google Pixel subreddit, they indicated that they were able to reproduce the bug under a limited set of of circumstances well okay I know it takes time to find these bugs I'm not gonna sit here and, and trash a company for taking their time to find the bug and if needed contact the customer to determine you know what's going on it's part of beta testing I've been doing that type of work for years so I completely understand them taking their time and 
having it tested and making sure they understand what they need to do to fix it. That particular quote from Google states, quote, based on, on our investigation, we have been able to reproduce the issue under a limited set of circumstances. We believe the issue is only present on a small number of devices with the Microsoft Teams app installed when the user is not logged in and we are currently only aware of one user report related to the occurrence of this bug. We determined, they write, that the issue was being caused by unintended interaction between the Microsoft Teams app and the underlying Android operating system. Microsoft has collaborated closely with Google to resolve this unintended interaction. End quote. As I said, this, this gets interesting. First of all, I do have Microsoft Teams installed on my iOS and I've used it for meetings. It's connected to my mobile number, but that's really all I know. I don't know how people use it to call me <clears throat> I don't know how any of it works I've looked around the app but I don't really you know it's like they say you can call friends and do things and but I, I, I haven't really figured that out um, I figure if people want to call me I, first of all I don't give out my mobile number for obvious reasons for seconds um you know, they, uh, people who want me know how to find me. And if you're uh, not having my mobile number, you have other numbers and you can use those. So I'm not overly concerned about that. But it's interesting to note that Microsoft Teams can pretty much be another calling app. And the article talks about how if you're not signed in, it registers something in Android for a you know a telephone app, and then it goes and, and chooses one of these. And I guess it's not set up for 911, and it basically crashes. And that's pretty much how I understand it. Uh, uh, how I understand this uh, particular. Uh, issue. It, it is pretty bad. Um, why they would wait an entire month to issue a patch if they understood it and could get a fix out it is beyond me. Um, I've called nine one one a few times. I'd, I'd hit the you know a, a certain combination on iOS and. I'm like, what does this button do? And then I'd lost speech. And then I saw the phone dialer up because I have vision, but I you know, ended up hanging up. And the next thing I know, I get a phone call. I answer it, and they told me it was 911. And I said, you know, I called you? I was like, I was checking something on my phone, but I didn't have any speech. I didn't know what it was doing. So I said everything was fine, and 
they said next time you do that, um, you know, and we, you know, let us answer and you can tell us. I said, I didn't even hear anything. So, you know, that was my own doing. But for it not even to call 911 is, is beyond me. And it just ups and crashes. It, there, there's no default telephone app from what I can gather. Now, as stated above, Microsoft pushed out an update to Teams, which resolved that aspect, but it goes deeper than that, and that's sort of what I've been sort of talking about a little bit. According to several paragraphs of the article, it does some type of math to determine what calling application to use, and that is what ends up crashing the phone so whatever math it does and and the article goes into detail about a little bit about this math um it pretty much does some type of of complication and um comes up with with an answer of what you know application to use and it uses that and so um I do know that Skype for desktop anyway popped up a notice and said that it now supports 911 and that I had to agree to it, but I would never use Skype for 911. I'd rather use my mobile or a landline if available to to do that. I don't know how voice over IP would route my call to get help to me. I'd probably still have to give them my address because they don't have it. I guess I could do it as a test and I could tell them I'm testing this because I understand it's available and I want to know where I'm routed and what you see. They wanted to make 911 work no matter what and they wanted to make it automated, says the article. And a guess by the author who wrote this story for ours. So, you know, even if there wasn't, you know, an internet connection, you'd always have some form of connecting to 911. Um, I honestly like that idea, but if you didn't have internet, then, and it detected that, it should go to the phone app. If you didn't have telephone, for some reason, then it should try an internet-based app. But I don't know if Teams would have been the right choice. I would have tried something else. But a lot of these, you know, Skypes and, and um, other um, applications, you know, Google Voice, um, Text Now, and the like. I don't know how many of these support 911. So. I'm not sure if this is such a good idea myself. The third bug talks about how Teams doesn't register itself as an app that can support emergency calls. Yep. Skype, as I talked about earlier, popped up a notice on the 6th about how I can now make emergency calls before I could make my call to Texas. I was trying to call somebody in Texas. 
when it did that rudely interrupted me. There were terms that were needed uh, to agree to and confirm before you could make the call as I was trying to do. Uh, but it seems as though telephone apps like Skype and others are now required to provide emergency calling access. And there was a link to this because it seemed like countries were uh, saying, it, you know, we're requiring you to provide some sort of 911 access. And uh, so I guess they finally went in and did that it's uh, quite interesting how uh, this uh, this could occur so According to one paragraph, a portion of the paragraph states that many countries require 911 uh, functionality by law. It does say that if you open the dialer of Android and dial 911, you will get standardized system phone accounts. Why doesn't it use your telephone number? Um, why? What is this standardized phone accounts? Like I, I thought when you open up the phone app and you and, and you know I dial a phone number, it's using you know my my mobile number. You know, if I'm if I want to place a Google call, I open Google and I dial it, and it uses that app instead. Maybe I just don't understand Android, but that doesn't make any sense to me. Um, I I just don't get it. And if anybody understands this. I'd love to hear what you have to say because this is absolutely very interesting and, and I don't quite get it. The bug, according to the article, is a high severity bug and not a critical bug. Excuse me? Okay, it's high severity at the fact that someone can't you know, place a phone call. Okay, I get it. Why not a critical bug? Isn't 911 critical? If I were to fall down my stairs from my office to the bottom level of my apartment and someone was able to dial 911 for me and they had my address and was able to get you know, th they're dispatched to transfer them to someone who can, you know, assist me from there, 
or you know even call the you know Los Angeles nine one one center. You know that would be what they would need to do. It's a critical service, in my opinion. All right, nine one one is critical, so they don't understand why this wasn't considered critical. Maybe I should put. It, maybe I should have written. What? So why? Uh, I wrote it in such a way now I don't even know what I was trying to write. But basically, why? Why is? Why aren't they? understanding maybe why this wasn't considered critical Michael's favorite phone Michael's a, a listener uh, you know on the podcast he's contributed to this podcast before his favorite phone Samsung will push out patches as they always do and Google soon will push fixes for the three 3A, 4, 4A, 5, and 5A phones. All pixels. What interests me more is the fact their 6, which is their latest phone, isn't getting patched right away. Now, this particular phone says that it is... Uh, going to get updates a lot quicker quicker and then they're being delayed a couple of weeks but this bug should have been delayed should not have been delayed a month to fix maybe a couple of weeks as soon as they had something and they were able to fix it they should have pushed out a patch within a few weeks. They should have rolled out the patches as soon as they had it tested and working, as I've been saying. If it took a month, then fine. But if it took them less time to test and make available and make sure it works, then push it out. One paragraph that talks about the six states, quote, I'll take another wild guess and say the Pixel 6 is the odd phone out because it's a totally different SOC and modem, both from Samsung's, some Samsung's uh, what is this? Exynos, E-X-Y-N-O-S division. Well, every other Pixel uses Qualcomm. So, there's a couple of different changes, and, and that section was written in parentheses. Making the holiday shopping season didn't give Google much wiggle room for launch delays. That doesn't make it any less disappointing for a phone with the big selling point of day one 
updates. But hopefully, the article writes, this is a temporary problem. Well, okay, but the day one fix didn't arrive when it was available. Day one fix arrived a month after someone needed medical help at their home for somebody else. So the whole thing was all screwed up. Sure, Microsoft patched it as soon as they were able to get a patch out. But you all need to work together. This is, I've never heard of such a big time security problem. Of course, there's plenty more, and you're welcome to check out the article for complete details. And hopefully in the next couple of weeks, the, the six will be patched. They said check back near the end of the month for those updates. And there's even information on the billions of phones that may never be patched that is covered in this article. And that's another big problem with Android. There's plenty of links as well to uh, various things too. So please give the article a read. So I know that Clubhouse has been quiet and uh, this is our topic today. It's uh, definitely a little sad that uh, we've got one company who said, okay, we see the problem. I don't know why we're creating so many phone entries in your product when you know the customers not signed in so we'll fix that where the other gets the patch ready and pretty much waits and pushes it out I mean, could they have at least had it tested with the customer and said here we're going to give you a patch Here's how to install it. Let us know if it works. I've done beta testing for years. I even was working with Bob at Braille 2000 with Braille 2000. And when the talking edition, which he developed with my assistance wasn't doing something that I was expecting it to do or I hit a key command and it said nothing. As soon as he patched it, he gave me something to test it to make sure that it worked. He didn't sit on it until he was ready to release it to the public. I mean, this is all software, right? Uh, maybe I'm missing something? 
I don't know. It just seems a little strange that Google, one of the big behemoths in this industry, couldn't put out an emergency patch. Didn't Apple put out an emergency patch when some zero day was out in the wild and they said, oh crap. And they tested a patch. They got it together. You know, they made sure it did what it needed to do. And they gave it to us. Now, it just seems a little strange to me. What's going on over at Google Park? Anyone on Clubhouse have any comments about this one? This is our major topic today. I do. This is exactly why I tell people before they go with a company or they buy anything that they need to do research on the background of the company and how successful and how quickly they are there to help and get things done. I mean, we know Google doesn't really offer support of any kind. There's no phone number. There's no way to contact anybody at Google for anything. Everything's online. They have a complete knowledge center, but good luck finding anything over there. And if you can't log into your Google account, well, good luck, especially if your email address, your secondary email address changed because there's nobody to call to talk to about it. I, I like them as a company. They they offer good stuff. But when you are selling phones, you should have a way of getting patches out. And the way they used to push updates was uh, dependent on the carrier. So they would give the updates to the carrier and the carrier would say, we don't have the means to push out updates to all these phones. And they might push them out to some phones and not others. And I, and if if you search the blog for Android you'll find tons of articles and I don't like covering bad stuff all the time about things whether it's Android iOS or anything else but I've seen more Android problems than anything else You could search yellow camera on my blog. This was this is an example of how bad it would get. This was supposedly a camera app. And it worked as a camera. 
But if you were in a certain country, it would do malicious things, such as ask permission for for your contacts and your microphone and your camera and then exfiltrate your data. And the developer built it that way. And while now Android's got a bounce tool that will bounce malicious apps in most countries an app would work one day in one country it would work another I don't know what I would tell somebody if they asked me if they can buy, if they should buy an android now after reading this article I think I would say if you're going to buy an Android phone, then find yourself a Samsung phone because they are pushing updates. I can't say any, and Google will also push updates for fixes. But I can't say anything about any other model phone and the problem is is that all of these other companies have their own flavors of Android so Google pushes out the patches and the companies have to test it to make sure that it works with their version their flavor of Android and who knows if that ever gets done I wish my Android buddy was actually available to talk about this because he he likes Android for various reasons. He likes iOS for other reasons. He's got both. <clears throat> but uh, he sent this article and uh, he asked me if I saw it and I hadn't seen it at that particular time. You've got the security box. I'm Jared Reimer. We've been talking about Android and their recent debacle on um, its inability to call 911. And uh, it is definitely unfortunate that um, they had this problem. Um, I'm hoping that they can take this as a learning experience so when they build the next version of Android that they will sell that they actually get it right and make 911 work for uh, the telephone app and they should check with other programs like Skype like their own Google Voice I don't even know if I could call 911 with my Google although I don't have an 818 number on Google I have an 804 number on Google but you know 
if Android wants to pick an app to call 911 based on some math it does, I don't know if that's the solution. So, that is where we are. So, that is where we are. As for news around the landscape, I haven't read a good I haven't read a whole lot I read some but haven't read a lot but someone who uh, ended up donating to my network at jaredreimer.net even though it was a dollar actually sent an article to my list that uh, France find Google Facebook 210 million euros over privacy violations of course we know that Facebook, now known as Meta Corporation, I actually was trying to get SoundCloud working, and I must have done something and got my Facebook account locked. Well, that's fine. Well, I decided to change my password, um, and I actually updated it in my LastPass, and... I was looking at the bottom of the email and I think it said like Meta Corporation. Um, but it's don't let the name fool you. Uh, it actually wasn't, it's Meta Platforms Incorporated. So that's what they're going by now. And you've seen articles mentioning Meta instead of the Facebook name. But don't let the name change fool you. I, I saw I saw that in um, rooms. So I was like, Facebook changing its name to Meta? Well, don't be fooled. It's the same company. So I, I'll be interested to see what that article is about. Now, we talked about iOS and how secure it is, but an article that the same person says wrote, uh, well, didn't write, but sent to us, new trick could let malware, uh, malware fake iPhone shutdown to spy on users secretly. That's definitely something new for iOS and maybe we can talk about that <clears throat> on this Saturday's security segment on Throwback Saturday night. So I'll definitely want to want to look at that. Since Facebook has been in so much trouble lately, another article that was sent to us says is titled Facebook launches Facebook 
uh, uh, privacy center to educate users on data collection and privacy options. Like they're going to follow that anyway. You know, they face this is why I don't use Facebook. I mean, sure, I logged into SoundCloud using my Facebook. It's a music service. I don't care. It said they're not going to do anything with it. Fine. But I would never use my Facebook account if it said that it was going to be pulling my data. Not that I have a whole lot of data up there anyway, because I haven't posted much of anything to my own Facebook account in years. For those of you who follow me on Facebook, you will see that I have not posted a single thing in about two or three years. Now, if I could get my blog to post to Facebook, <clears throat> maybe I would. I know that my live journal once did until I stopped posting over there. Although I wanted to continue to post the playlist, but I kind of forgot about it. Now, we haven't seen any more Log4j news. Um, I know that the, this particular Log4j article was sent on the 8th by our good buddy Michael. And uh, I definitely want to uh, read up on it because I know Security Now this past week, um, or at least the first week, uh, talked a little bit about Log4j and how cars were now a target, although that was talked about last year when we were first delving into Log4j, which is an Apache logging system for those who are not aware of what that is. So I need to read that article. I sent an article about Log4j being one of those that quick security fixes are easier said than done. That was back on the 24th of last month. Again, I've, I've read some stuff, but I've been a little bit behind, but there's a little bit of news. And if you want to be brought up to speed on some of the news that we're reading that we find of interest, you can subscribe yourself to our list by sending a blank email to the security box subscribe at 986themix.com. For those who are in Clubhouse, What? Security news. If any. Whether you've read it through Facebook or, or another source. Have you found of interest that you would like to bring up for discussion today? 
Well, it's not something that I read or anything. Um, yesterday, I had smacked my hand on the door. And you know how the Apple Watch has the fall detection? Yeah, um, I'm aware of it. I'm going to have to be messaging Apple about it because with voiceover, even though it said within no movement within five minutes, I could not find the button to cancel. So emergency services actually got called. Yeah, that and is, I think that's that is, quite an interesting bug. It is. It is. It is going to be a bug. Um, they should know better than that. But again, you know, bugs pop up, and if you don't call them, let them know. They're not gonna. <clears throat> they're not going to know. And so, I would definitely call them and and uh, let them know this is what happened. Um, you know, I, I couldn't cancel the thing, so they were called, and I'm sure you told them I'm fine, and I couldn't cancel the thing, even though. I should be able to, but you know, it. I'm sure it. I'm sure these types of oversights happen. It was probably an oversight, and I'm sure they'll fix it in their next um, watch update as soon as they can verify and make sure that it is uh, um, fixed so that. Uh, you can uh, use it as as intended. It is definitely. It is def. It sounds to me it's like it's definitely a bug. Um, I did read a very interesting transportation article, although not necessarily security related, but. Um, an app that uh, is supposed to help us actually find the bus stop where the driver would know that we're standing there waiting for the bus instead of us trying to figure out well where are we supposed to stand we're, we're of course taught by you know finding a bus bench or a nearby pole um, and hoping that you know that is where we're supposed to be and I actually got passed up because it was dark to begin with so I was standing under the light where the um, bus stop was because there was a bus bench and a, and a, um, the light was coming from uh, one of these advertising things and when they saw me they were already across the street but instead of waiting for me they just took off they did get written up for that because that's technically a pass up and they actually can get in trouble for that um, but I wasn't wanting to try and get them into trouble I just wanted them to know you know instead of them getting them in trouble it's like hey you know maybe they don't know where the bus stop is and if it's dark outside um, maybe you should you know do something to alert them that you're coming and if they put up a hand or something then you know that somebody's there waiting for the bus you know I, my goal was never to get you know drivers in trouble for that crap 
Um, the app does work in Los Angeles, where I'm based out of. And what was interesting about it, while not security related, um, they indicate that you need sighted help to set it up. And this particular company in question has developed several other apps. Um, I already sent it to my team at Metro, who I deal with. Um, I haven't seen a response from them yet, but uh, uh, it is definitely something on the radar that there's you know, technology now out there to help us find bus stops. I posted this on my tech blog, my personal blog, and of course, the White Cane Travel blog and list. And so um, that that is definitely something of interest, even though it's not necessarily security related. I'm hoping that the app doesn't collect data and they pick that up and start selling it. Uh, that would be the only security implication, but I don't think I don't think that's the case. I don't think that's going to be the case. Um, I'm trying to think what else we can cover today because I covered my main topic and even though the show is scheduled for three hours, I don't have to go all three hours. <coughs> uh, we can definitely end the program and call it a day and I can play some uh, music on the server for a little bit and uh, call it a day. But before I do, let's see if I can find um, somebody who uh, said that they were actually starting work yesterday, but I don't know what their hours are. So, I am going to see if they are available, and uh, if they're not, well, that's okay, too. They, they actually wrote me and said, uh, do the show today. So, I want to see if they are going to... Uh, Come on in. Um, Google actually sent me an email and let me know, and they'll be sending an email to all of us Google account holders, that they are going to get rid of their legacy Google platform. Um, they have already started that process, and... Um, this more affects the website usage than anything else. Um, so if you haven't seen that email, you should be getting it soon. I saw it yesterday. There were several features ported over to the, to the new Google that are staying, like uh, call forwarding, but um, some were being discontinued and they had links to all sorts of stuff. Um, 
let's see. I'm trying to think what else we can cover. Today's program. I guess what I'll do is I'll go through Sans News Bites. And let's see what the headlines are. Salesforce to require multi factor authentication. I guess it's time that they uh, figured out that that's probably the best thing that they can do. Uh, let's see, what else? FBI warns of attacks using malware-laced USBs. Although, that's probably been around for a long time. Because people would drop USBs on purpose, and we're talking about drives here, or sticks. People would pick them up, oh look, a free USB drive. They'd plug them in, and, and some could be laced with with malware, or, other, or a virus, or something that could get them into trouble. Apache downstream vendors should contribute to open source maintenance. What else is in the news here? Um, all right, I'm just checking. Millions of versions of vulnerable log4j have been downloaded over the past month. Well, we kind of figured. We knew that log4j is going to be a problem, and we knew that um, it is definitely something that we want to keep our eye on because even our, you know, as secure as possible system, you know, uh, does run Linux, and we want to make sure that you know we understand what's going on. FTC's log4j requirement may be may prove to be difficult. VMware Horizon servers are being attacked by um, actors uh, for log4j, says NHS. URL parsing library bugs that can't be good. QNAP warns mask users to protect devices. Guidance to protect devices from commercial surveillance tools. And WordPress security updates. So those of us who run WordPress need to know that there's a security update. I'll read that and of course I'll blog it and some of these other articles I've read 
throughout the coming days, my website is jaredtech.help. I'm trying to think what else I could cover. I don't want to go into a lot of detail because trying to read these and with speech is, is a little tricky, but those are some of the things that we need to be aware of in the uh, news side of thing. And... Uh, Hopefully, uh, we'll get some uh, other stuff blogged too that might be of interest. Well, I thought my one person I pinged was available, but he might not be. But if anyone doesn't have anything else for the program today, I'm happy to move along my day and um, find some food and um, prepare for my next uh, events later on this afternoon, learning a little bit about the Mac, although there was something interesting that came across my desk in regards to the Mac um, that covered um, their uh, what was it called now um, see if I can find it um, what was the name of this thing <clears throat> I think I wrote up wrote it up Oh, I was going to talk about this webinar. That's right. Um, oh, we do have something very interesting about 5,000 websites being offline, which covered a bunch of school districts in a bunch of states, too. I don't know where I saw this one, but... Oh, yeah, I think I saw it on my list. I saw it yesterday. Where was it? Gatekeeper. Uh, Gatekeeper, I talked a little bit about on Throwback. But they sent an article talking about Gatekeeper. And uh, apparently there have been some bypasses of Gatekeeper. And Gatekeeper would be like Windows Firewall, I suppose. I think that's, that's one of the questions I would actually like to ask on today's Mac call, um, which will be uh, at 2 o'clock this afternoon Pacific Time, ran by 986 The Mixes, Herbie Allen, and, and uh, others. I do have some experience on the Mac and I understand the concept of Gatekeeper. I don't know what really it is and how it works because uh, 
it's supposed to, in theory, protect you from malicious content, sort of, you know, similar to, you know, either the Windows Firewall or Microsoft Security Essentials or or some other antivirus or anti-malware program. They, of course, this article came out months later, but it was, uh, this particular bypass was fixed in September of 2021. The article was titled, Expert Details Mac OS Bug That Could Let Malware Bypass Gatekeeper Security. And I don't know how many of my users or, or readers are Mac, but I figured I would make that available because while you can go elsewhere for Mac news, it could probably be buried and it could hard, be hard to find specific news that you need to know. So if it comes across my desk, I'm going to try and do my best to blog it. Now, for the webinar, the security box will be delayed an hour to an hour and a half. The uh, particular webinar is titled Nuclear Ransomware 3.0. We thought it was bad, and then it got even worse. And I, I talked about ransomware and you can search this out and if you need specific podcasts you can let me know and I'll get you a podcast but no before is hosting a webinar with this title it is this coming Wednesday the 19th at 11 a.m. Pacific time that is 12 noon mountain one central and two eastern time it is an hour long and it's going to get interesting as part of the segment that I recorded for this week's throwback Saturday night security segment I mentioned the subject line and mentioned that I had not read the email But after I recorded that segment, it is a webinar which will be interesting. The host of the webinar is Roger Grimes. And what you're going to learn, how ransomware is evolving beyond double extortion. For those who are not aware, double extortion is basically paying twice. So you're asked to pay money once, and then you're asked to pay not to have the data shared. But of course, as we've talked about in the past, these groups will do it anyway. So it's just another way to make money. I don't want to scare you. Newcomers, like Michelle, I don't want to scare you, but but you got to understand that this is what's happening. And I don't know anybody in the blind community that have been affected yet by ransomware but 
if they've already targeted schools and hospitals and all sorts of other places you've heard about in the news, there's no telling why they couldn't decide that they're going to attack a lonely individual like you or a small business like me. So just understand that this is what's out there. Proven best practice defenses that you need to follow to deploy being a victim. You know, don't click on shit. If you're not sure where it's coming from and it sounds fishy, don't click on that. That's uh, um, JJ's mantra. Don't click on shit. She actually works for No Before, um, and she lives in Australia, and she runs a room every Friday in the Australia Club talking about security and what's going on in the landscape. And while a lot of it is Australia and New Zealand-based, because that's where their hosts are located, um, you know there are other interesting topics. I've been known to appear over there and mention some things. And, of course, I do this. For the community who don't, who doesn't know what's going on, and a lot of the community, unfortunately, is disabled, and so hopefully the replays will be of value. Um, those who choose to participate, you know, get value. You know, I give out contact information for those who listen through uh, Clubhouse to be able to go ahead and reach out to me because I want people to, to be able to reach out to me. You can back channel me. Um, you can read my profile and, um, and get to know me a little bit. How to empower your users to be the best line of defense when everything fails. So that's the last item in that three item bulleted list and I give you a link to register for the event um, you're going to need to register it asks for your name your email address um, a little bit of biographical you know where do you live not your full address but you know your you know city state and, and country and um, it's it's uh, linked through on24.com and I'm going to actually try and tape it so maybe we'll have an extra podcast where we will get um, get that out there as soon as No Before gets it out through their channels we have Kevin Mitnick who we talked about um, he actually was uh, we uh, to, uh, Preston and I were on a webinar where he um Presented and we talked about it that show, but I I'm re I really want to put that out there. So that is where we are on uh, our show. Again, the URL is JaredTech.help. And for those coming into Clubhouse, this is the security box. You're welcome to listen to the replay to uh, uh, catch what you missed. We talked about Google and their inability to make 911 calls on a on a what they call a critical uh, 
bug, but I think, or, or a, I, I would call it a critical bug, but they don't call it critical. Um, we talked about some security news and uh, some other, you know, technology related stuff. So feel free to check out the blog at jaredtech.help. I'm going to leave the room open so people can check out the article um, that we talked about today. I'm going to turn, take Clubhouse off the air and um, I will play um, a little bit of music on the stream. And call it a show. And if people on on uh, Clubhouse would like to talk a little bit about um, what they've heard, they can do that. And I'll keep it open for another about five or ten minutes for the stream and the podcast. Here's Zarenka from the Rarities and Oddities album. Here is White Sea.
Another One Bites the Dust, Souls by the Suicide Denial, from the 2011 album, We'll Go Down Fighting, Play a Trump by Ustas from the 2010 album, Soundtrack Without Movie, and White Sea by Zaranka from the 2021 album, Rarities and Oddities for your music section of the Security Box. I would personally like to thank uh, Michelle for being on today's program. And um, I ended the room on Clubhouse, so the replay will be available for those who want to have that, you can find me on Clubhouse. My username is J-R-I-M-E-R 2021. Please read my profile before you follow me. <clears throat> and um, we'll see where things go. 
I'm going to return the independent channel back to automation, and we will be back on Saturday for the Independent Artist Spotlight, where we are going to really feature a label that I actually bought. So we'll come out and talk about all that on Saturday. Until then, thanks so much for listening to The Box. And again, remember the time for next week will be 12.30 Pacific, 3.30 Eastern Time on uh, this very channel and network. So stay tuned. We'll have some good topics. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening.